What's up, everybody? It's Leafs Talk on the Sportsnet podcast, and I guess just Sportsnet Network. It's just this is like it, this lives in every single house. Sportsnet now, YouTube, whatever. Leafs win, huge win. Um, they get it done against the Bruins, two-one. Man, it's it. This is a weird one to talk about because as excited I am by the performance that they put together tonight, it's hard not to start with the Samsonov injury. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the start, obviously. What else would you start with? The I, win. Know they beat the, I, I knew they beat the Bruins, but this is now crisis mode immediately. Like we can't. Yeah. Like this is why this team's amazing because they have by far their best performance of the year. <laughs> beat like skated the best team in the league into the ground. Like don't get me wrong, yeah. they're the last the last game of their road trip. I think they're heading home. They've been on the road I think for four or five games here. It's the end of their trip. They're maybe yeah. a little bit of a tired group, no doubt. But the Leafs skated them into the ground the whole night. They were way better than them. Way more aggressive, hard on pucks, the whole deal. As good as it gets from this Leafs team in terms of playing the Bruins. But man, you can't start anywhere but starting with now Eric Schalgren as your number one goalie. Because now that's what the situation is. I will say, like, Leafs had their legs tonight. And that was really nice to see. But Mm -hmm. probably the most encouraging thing for me was the way that they were just dominant in puck battles. All night long, the Bruins just... Mm -hmm. How many times did the Bruins have the middle of the ice? Yeah, so that's, I mean, this is the conversation we were having over text is why this Leafs team is so frustrating and so uh, just peculiar and not even, it's predictable because I, you know, you go into this game and we even talked about it. I think one of the post game shows after they had lost one of the dog crap teams that they had lost to in the last couple of weeks, we said, well, they'll probably come out in that Bruins game and play great. We said they'd, they'd run up the score against the Flyers and then they yeah. beat the Bruins in a <laughs> tight game. That's yeah, exactly so what we said. I, so you can't even say that it's like a great call because it's literally the most predictable thing on earth. They own so, the Bruins too. Like yeah, they, own, three, they, they just four straight own the regular Bruins season now. games, four straight mm-hmm. regular season games they've won. I just, I was so impressed, like you said, with their denial of pucks to the center of the ice. Like, how many great A's did they get? The one that rolled on a pasta. Like, I would say, what, tops five at the yeah. most? One that passed and hit off the post. Like, they didn't have a lot of really great chances. So, they were Huge just hard on break s- not getting a hooking call on Pasternak, though, when oh, they were already on the penalty. God. And then, like, yeah, unbelievable. And stupid move by him to just quit on the play. No, it's but, not stupid. Because he got that was... in the hands in front of the ref. <laughs> Dude, that call was, I'd have it. And the, the Leafs kept playing and I went, oh, so whistles can break. Like you can yeah. break a whistle because <laughs> there's no way that well, none of those guys were calling so that. The, the, the call that put them on the penalty kill before was bad. Yeah, it it was. was a bad call because he's, and it was he a was bad already... call on the penalty shot too, which was, which was, yeah. come on. Like what, what are we doing here? I needed, you oh, know, so I really wish bad? we had on what the a hockey. shocking turn of events. No, but I really wish that we had this on the hockey broadcast too. I, maybe we don't need it because the refs always apologize that are on the football broadcast. And I was like, you could see why the officials made that call. <laughs> like, uh, I could yeah. see how you're defending your refs. But I really did want a breakdown as to why that was a penalty shot when it didn't really look like he had a clear break. Yeah, he didn't. He got like clear he was, like at the hash marks. Like yeah. he was cutting into the middle of the ice. It was weird to me too. But I just, uh, I just thought again that the the way that they just denied the Bruins anything in the slot tonight was spectacular. And how many times did the puck go low and Boston does their classic, we're going to put it in, we're going to dominate, win a puck battle, cycle it down low. Leafs killed the cycle all night long. When did the Bruins set up tonight? Never. Like there were rarely any moments where Boston felt like they were threatening. It's a team that's been good off the rush this year. The Leafs never gave them really any rush opportunities. It was just, that's as complete a performance as I can remember from them in a really long time. I'm sure there were a bunch last year where they played a full three periods. But man, I got to tell you, like 
you you said that it was predictable that they would win this game. I said it too, that it makes it frustrating. But the thing that probably impressed me more so than anything, and I know I've probably already said that once or twice, mm-hmm. is just that they you knew the Bruins were going to push back. You knew the Bruins were going to try to find something. But the Leafs never had their classic lull period that they normally have, even in a good game like this. They And I'm not talking about, like, there wasn't a bad five minutes from this team tonight. Yeah, which is really nice to see. And listen, I'm not going to go out there and say, you know, Lilligren's a world changer for this decor. But boy, it was nice to, like, listen, both of us say a lot of stuff about Lilligren in terms of what he is as an NHL defenseman. But just to have an NHL defenseman back in the lineup was a big change for the decor. I, I didn't notice him a ton. I thought he made a couple good reads along the boards, looked like he was physical, good net front presence, battling in front of the net, helping them deny the middle of the ice. But to me, that's just such a thing to add one more guy. It just makes it look so much different yeah. to me. Like instead of mi- mixing in Mette or Crawl or whoever the hell else they try to bring up from the Marlies to kind of fill in capably, to have a guy that's not a world build beater by any stretch of the imagination, but I just thought he really, really stabilized it back there tonight. I thought the decor in general was really good. Like Justin Hall looked okay. Him and Brody seemed to be fine in their footing. Don't love Morgan Riley still a lot of times, but Giordano looked good. Sandine. Didn't notice him a ton, but I thought they looked good defensively, and that's a testament to the decor. And I think a little bit of it had to do with Lilligren coming back to the lineup because they just looked yeah. like a better unit to me. Yeah, they were definitely more balanced tonight. And you like yeah. having a guy who can break the puck out. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an early turnover in the game where Big I went, time. oh, come on, The man. pizza. Like, I was yeah, like, oh, no. But from that point forward, I thought that he was pretty solid. And yeah, just to me, he looks like despite the appendectomy, a, a bit stronger than he was last mm-hmm. year. That was the thing that I noticed right away. Um, yeah, the Morgan Riley stuff, I, I, like, that'll, we'll save that for a different podcast, but yeah. there are some... We need to have a conversation. He, he, there's, there's definitely... He's been the guy that I think out of all of this has probably escaped the most criticism. 100%. And if you're talking about guys who deserve the most of it, he's probably higher on the list than he should be. But, man, I actually just thought this was a big-time Giordano game. He just made a whole lot of plays, a whole lot of tough plays. And I thought that on the back end, he really set the tone tonight. Brody too. Like I thought it was just your classic TJ Brody game where you, you don't notice him unless you're really looking for it, but just killing play after play after play, making smart decision after smart decision. But the big one for me was on that power play in the third where Giordano just finds a way to spot. Like you're 40 years old and you can kind of do the splits like that. A guy looks oh, like a backup great. dancer for a pop star making that. Ah, move. That was awesome. Yeah, he's an Italian guy. Those, those soccer guys, they dive and jump around <laughs> until they're 45. So he's got that Italian yeah. blood in him. He, he, I actually I, feel better about him since I talked to Versteeg this week on my show. What do you say? Because he's a guy who, well, he played with him, right? He knows yeah, him really well. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're buddies. And I mentioned the minutes and the workload on Giordano, and he went, man, honestly, that guy's a horse, and he is classic, the kind of guy that even now, the more you play him, the, the better off he's going to be. So I, I'm just huh. going to kill that narrative for the two of us for now. I'm going to trust like the Vestigue analysis on that one. I'll and take that all day. I just, yeah, the, the way that he's looked so far this season, and like, yeah, I, he's, he's I been loved, incredible. So he took, he did, when Hall got him from behind there a little bit, he took a little bit of a dive. Like he kind of, he kind of jumped a little bit. And I think yeah. that's what made Hall give him the shot on the way by. But then I loved him skating up the hall and be like, all right, tough guy, you ready? Like he was ready to go him. He had the kind of the stick in position that you do when you're ready to get the gloves down. So he got in his face a little bit. Obviously Hall's not going to go him, but he, to me, like we ta- obviously got beat to death over the last few days about what happened with Matthews and you know, what Matthews should have done and what Matthews shouldn't have done. We don't need to get into that conversation here, but his contribution 
to that melee felt like a real turning point for Leaf fans and Giordano in terms of what he brings. Everybody loved him, obviously, because he took the discount and him coming back here. But him jumping in like that, dude, and like I was in the building for that night. That was the most electric moment of the like him jumping in set the Scotiabank Arena on fire. So I, uh, you know, you I, know, I criticized it, right? What? Oh, why? What'd you say? I, I said that it was a bit of a dangerous play. He, oh, he, ta- he tackled the guy that he wasn't oh looking. He, he tackled and the guy. And that's talk. Bye-bye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, you can't just. Uh, not everybody. Can. Can, everybody can't, doesn't have to agree oh, on everything. I just, God. I just said that he wasn't looking at any tackle. But anyways, you're right. It was a big play, and it was like a yeah. really emotional play. Yeah. Him, and that game, And too, then he fought after, too. It's not I like know. he, like, skated away. He went. Yeah, yeah, like, no. Hayes is a big guy. And, like, it Gio, Gio, the whole crowd was chanting his name. It was a big moment for him. No, no, no. My only point was simply that it was a blindside tackle. And it's like, that was one of those plays where when it happened, I went, oh my God, like he better get up because <laughs> if he doesn't, there's going to be a tribunal. <laughs> you know, like, there's going to be a referendum. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. And that's this is leading the national tonight. <laughs> so um, do you think that uh, Keith Petrozelli is getting the call up? Uh, he's yeah. not even signed apparently. So like he's the roster spot. Uh, Gonna, Obey Kubel, our favorite gonna, player, our favorite signing. Petruzzelli is the goalie's okay, name. Anyway, he's not speed. signed. But, okay. yeah, you can Google him. Okay. Um, yeah. Big goalie, 6'5". Yeah. Uh, the Leafs open up a roster spot. They were 50 out of 50 contracts, but they waive Obey Kubel, so they open up that slot. Um, yeah, pour one out for the Obey Kubel era. You and I hated the signing from day one, oh and and didn't change my mind. Yeah, the second I saw him play, dude. You know those, uh, you know those videos people make where they go, "Here's this guy's season highlights," <laughs> and then it just, it just nothing. Him falling it just down up. three times, and yeah, then no, bent. it's just gone. Yeah. Anyway, you, here's yeah. a guarantee though: he's gonna score against the Leafs when the Caps play for Toronto. Sure. Like but that's a lock. Yeah, yeah, it's a lock of the century. But. Man, Samsonov goes down. We don't know anything about it. I guess like if maybe we'll hear something from Keith in a little while, because yeah. again, we record this right away. So by the time this gets posted, people are probably gonna be like, you, you idiots. We already know. Um, they were showing him on the penalty shot, right? Because he bends kind of weird. He gets he makes mm. the first move. He gets stuck and he just looked like he caught a he caught a toe like. I, I, it wasn't too clear, but his knee looked like it bent strange, but he finished the period. He yeah. doesn't come out to the start of the third. You tell me because we're doing the video test here. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I like have to scramble back to the TV, rewind it. I'm waiting for some play or some announcement. Oh. There's nothing. They're just showing That's that the one thing. Part, I know. That it's just like him going back in and, and it's not non-contact because I think you could say Marchand was a contact with that absolutely disgusting backhand move that he made on on poor old Sammy and just made him look silly and hurt his knee. But mm-hmm. knee for goalie isn't usually something that heals overnight, literally, because they have another game tomorrow night in Carolina. So this is probably going to be – what's his name again? Petrozelli? Petrozelli? Yeah, no, it? but he has to be signed, and I don't so know they'll if they'll sign. do that. Well, they'll have to. What are they going to do? They're going to bring the York goalie on the road? Like, they have to bring somebody. And he's yeah. the only one. Where's Hutch? Oh, the conch is going out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hutch is back, baby. Dude, somewhere. I, I actually think that In old very Ontario, he's like, oh, he gets up off his couch. He's like, I'm ready, baby. He's ready to roll. McElhaney's on his couch somewhere in Colorado. He's ready to rock and roll. Someone call oh, Mac. Oh, Kurt Mac uh, is back. No, um. <laughs> I think that they got to make a trade. Uh, yeah. They got they got to make a trade. The only thing is, man, is again you just pulling from the draft pick cupboard. 
more pulling from the draft pick cupboard. They've already got a couple that are out the door in next year's draft. I don't have it in front of me, but I know that if they trade another, like this was the whole thing with the Ethan Bear pick, right? Mm-hmm. Is that they wanted to be in on Ethan Bear, but they couldn't sacrifice that pick and only go into a draft with, I think, two. I might be wrong, but I think they only have three picks next year. Like no, they got more than that, I think. I think they have a they, pretty close to full boat next year. Okay, maybe then that it was that they wanted two for Ethan Bear or something. I just, I do. I do hate the idea of this team already having to move draft picks on, mm-hmm. you know, November 5th or 6th. But I just don't too think bad. It's a I necessity. Know, but this is not a situation where you can call up a kid from the AHL. Like, I'm just, I'm sorry. You got to bring in an actual professional NHL goaltender, especially when like the news on Matt Murray was he's a ways away. So I think you could get away with just boy tomorrow having Shalgren in that and calling it like, you don't have to panic and do anything too crazy, too no. fast, but to me, this is a situation where if Samsonov is going to be out a while, and I'm talking like a month here yeah. plus, right? He's out a month. I think that you need to make the panic trade. I think that you actually pick up the phone, call the Sharks, and see if you can get some kind of a deal for old James Reimer and bring him back to town. Oh, he's my a, God. He's a pending unrestricted free agent. He's yeah. been solid, and he's good with splitting the net with guys. Like The only question is, then what do you do when it comes to potentially all three of those guys getting healthy all at once? Yeah, I I do not envy this decision making process with Kyle Dubas right now. This is hard, and I I don't mind the idea of James Reimer, but I just feel like every time the Leafs play James Reimer, they shoot six in the net. So I have a clouded feeling of yeah. how he is as a goalie these days. But I just feel like that's, I, that's a an guy option. That you can go it's for sure. Get. It's an option. He knows the market. Like he's a he's a passable goalie. He's going to be better than Shalgren is. Like there's mm-hmm. no doubt. Like God loves Shalgren, and you know I wouldn't say he was exactly excellent in the third period there, looking pretty shaky as usual. I don't want to throw that one nice glove save though. It wasn't like a beautiful rainbow glove save, but he caught it and they needed to stop the play there and he did it. So that's his best save. Listen, I'm not, I don't, he's a third goalie. It's not fair for me to be, I don't even think he is a third goalie. Yeah. He's a fourth goalie. He's an AHL Mm -hmm. starter backup guy. Like there's no Mm -hmm. real future with him being a good goalie in the NHL. I, the other thing is, is you can look back to last year with how bad their goaltending was here and how good they played with bad goaltending. And listen, there's been not as good as it was last year the way they've played. Don't get me wrong. But you can kind of sell yourself if you're Dubas on the fact that if this team has turned a corner with this big win against the Bruins, that you can get by with 890, 900 until hey Matt Murray and Samsonov get healthy. But hey they're not banking on that. I'm not saying you're banking on that, but no, I'm just I saying. I you're banking on that. That's, yeah, yeah. So... Here's my spin zone. This was my immediate spin zone, right? Oh, yeah. You're scrambling for a spin zone when your goalie gets hurt. I mean, no, I, I, I got the spin. Okay. The spin is, it. is that it like not having anybody back there is going to force this team to play tight. This could go one of two ways, right? Mm-hmm. Either you have the bad goaltender and he starts letting in bad goals and it kind of breaks the team a little bit in yeah. the middle of the year where they start to dog it and go like, oh, crap. But the positive spin zone mm-hmm. is that you play a really tight game like the one you did tonight in front of Eric Schalgren game over game and you wait and then you have like a situation where Matt Murray gets to potentially come back and play savior. I love how we're talking about this and they could be like, actually they just took out Samson off for precautionary reasons. Yeah, totally for fine. sure. You guys but are no, part of this a, entire pod. But listen, if he was play, if he played the rest of the second period mm-hmm. and then went into the room and then couldn't come back out, that tells me that he's like, no way. Like I, he's like, I tried it. I went for it. I can't go back out there. My knees bugging me. 
and it's probably not this is gonna it's not gonna be one game or two games i don't think i'm not gonna say that he's gonna be out a long time but this is gonna be something that they're gonna have to navigate here a knee injury for a goalie my phone trying yeah to see no me too like anything like on it but all i have still you won't is get it just... till the morning you won't get it till the morning it's gonna be keith's gonna say no update and then they'll figure it out before tomorrow they'll sign somebody they'll make a trade something will happen if we get the late night kyle dubas panic trade Remember when we used to get those when he traded for Campbell after Hutch had one of those awful games? He's done a lot. He's traded for Labushkin after a terrible game. He trades for these guys late night after bad games. If they're like thinking about maybe if we get a late night panic trade, we know it's bad. But right now we'll just have to go that it's not, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm not a doctor, but I think it's good. They're going to have to navigate this for probably close to a week or to something. To me, to me, like I said, I, I'd prefer they make some kind of a trade or sorry, I'd prefer they make some kind of a trade. If Samsonov's out for a significant amount of time, like don't screw around with it. Just go out and Mm -hmm. make that kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. It is tough though, too, because you don't know how the market's going to develop for some of these other goaltenders, like come deadline time. You don't want to set the market. That's what I mean. And you also don't want to see it where a couple of guys end up there that you like and you miss Mm -hmm. and you, you ended up with the wrong guy. You use some assets to get the wrong guy. Yeah. Um, to me, my preference would be, or my hope would be that Samsonov's only out for a week or two, a couple of weeks, and that you can just try to staple this together with the guys that you have in the system. Maybe you do sign that kid, Keith, and you give those guys a look and you ask your team to really play tight in front of them. Like that's, yeah. that's the best case scenario for this team. I will say this though. Um, if it doesn't work out, this was always one of the biggest risks Kyle Dubas took during the offseason, man. 100%. He signed Matt Murray, who had been injured throughout his last couple of seasons. Yeah. He got hurt right away. And then what happens? You've got everything pinned on one goaltender who was... And hasn't he had some injury stuff too, well, Samsonov? The, Not as I bad think, as Murray, obviously, no, but I remember but him having a couple thing, things. But the main thing with him is just like, you couldn't be as certain of what you were getting in terms of a no. guy that was just going to be able to eat 60 games for you and be a stud throughout them, right? Like yeah. we've talked about the 10 game sample to start last season and what he was. It, it really does say something when your organization that drafted you in the first round and developed you walks away from you. Doesn't, one, what, non-tendered you. Non-tendered is, ba- is that a baseball like, thing? They no, didn't but, pick up his qualifying offer. Yeah. They let him go. Oh, speaking of baseball, you got to get to that. We got to rush this out. <laughs> I got to go watch my Phillies. But uh, you don't have anything in the system either. That's the scary part, right? Maybe this Keith Petruzzelli kid is something. Maybe he develops into a thing. But this was an issue going back to last year is why this organization hasn't been able to well, draft and develop you know goaltenders because, better. You know why? It's because one of Dubas's core philosophies with goaltending and drafting is, and I've talked to Borny about this multiple times, mm-hmm is not to is to take goalies late is to not draft goalies early and you look like i think shesterkin was a fourth rounder which is an absolute steal of a draft pick like great job to the scouting department but vassy was a first round pick wasn't he uh you know carter hart first round pick like when you take a goalie in the first round there's some pedigree there's some understanding that they're going to be a good player like i know it goes the other way clearly there's been bust but like you think of goalies that go in the first round they probably have a better chance of being a real thing as opposed to a guy that you're taking a shot on in the fourth or fifth where's joseph wall is joseph wall around does he play joseph or is he wall hurt? And ian scott just there was a real moment where those two were hot in the streets and yeah now but is joe is so joe much. wall hurt like i don't even know i guess we're gonna have to get up to date on our the goalie depth of the toronto maple leafs here because it's coming up in a hurry but be nice if he's he healthy i just don't i just don't don't think he's a guy like well, i think probably they have just to determined that he's not it anyway it's just 
it's pretty dire straits and it's really tough to think about a solution and just like the two of us kind of kicking this around i think it tells you what a predicament kyle dubas is in with this right like how and and there's no team that's going to be doing him any favors no way like, they know no, he's in a desperation situation ex- exactly. they're not going to so they're not going to if, if you do out. have to make a trade it's going to end up being an overpay which mm-hmm. is not ideal uh especially again it's november 5th and you just heard Matt Murray's a ways away, and then you lose a goaltender. And again, it just sucks too because it really does sap the energy from a really complete game by them. By the way, I just want to like I got a Joe Wall. Fire. Joe Wall, yeah. I don't think has played a game yet for the Marlies. Yeah, okay. So I thought so. he was healthy, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I got to admit I'm not a huge pays attention to the Marlies guy. Yeah. Um, rapid fire. Yeah, let me have it. I really liked Malgin tonight. <laughs> so did I. I did too. I loved them. I thought, thought he was, he was awesome. popping. I yeah, thought he was pop. skating hard. I thought yep. he was actually throwing his weight around a little bit. He had a couple yep. good ch- chances, hit the post. He he wants to stay in the lineup, and that's what you want. You want guys hungry. I think he's – do you think – I mean, this is big time pie in the sky here, but you think he saw Kubel get waved and being like, holy crap, like these guys, they don't care. They're waving anybody. Like I better get in there and start making a contribution because, boy, tonight was by far his best game as a Leaf. That being said – I think Simmons has to come out of the lineup tomorrow night against Carolina and put Robertson back in. You can't sit him three straight games. You just can't do it. You got to put him back in. And, and like, I understand that people think he needs to play with skilled players and he's, he's going to look weird on whatever line you put him on. That's not in the top two, right? Mm -hmm. That's just going to be the case. Um, and it's like, you can't really put him with camp. So he sort of has to be, you know, seems to be something there, eh? Why they're not playing him. Like I, does, there might be something with Keith not liking him, or I, I don't know what it is. Not liking him as a oh. person, but not liking his game. The way the team that's starved for offense, for me to not put him in, like three, like you said, two straight games he's sitting. If you're going to go into Carolina tomorrow, he has to play. He can't sit three straight. Like, Got to play him, or else you might as well just put him in the Marlies. Like if he's going to be saying. sitting on the bench, you can't. I don't know. I don't but, know. But but it's like he's one of those guys where. Trakos kind of was right. Point. They should have traded him right after he had his two goal game. They should have traded yeah. him. Trakos was right. <laughs> but seriously, though, dude, he he's kind of what are you doing putting him down in the Marlies? Like he's just he's clearly he's above that league now. Like quad he's A just, at the moment. He is quad A, and that's the, you're kind of in a bit of a predicament with him. And I don't know what they're going to end up doing, but I think you have to play him tomorrow night, and you just got to take mm-hmm. out Wayne Simmons. Will. Yeah, that just it, that seems like the play to me. But at at this point, based on what Malgan's done the last two games, he's definitely not coming out. Like no, he's, he's there, and he's yeah. probably getting a bit of a run now because he looked he like that was a really really good game by him. I guess yeah, the team that you would have thought, hey, this is the team that's kind of a crappy matchup for him, and he he was awesome. Yeah, and Simmons is an easy one to take out. You know, on second yeah. half of back to back, older guy, like it's easy one to be like, hey, you're sitting down tonight, Sam, or he's not gonna. He, it's not going to mean as much to Simmer to sit as much as much as going to mean to Robertson to play. Is basically but, what I'm getting. Also, at they already made the decision on Simmons before the season started, yeah. man. Like yeah. they already yeah, made that decision. Gone. He was gone. Yeah, you you can't be playing Simmons over Nick Robertson yeah. at this point in in a lot of regular season games. Uh, anything well, else from that, you? Well, I just nice to see Matthews getting hot. I still don't think yeah. he looks very like as dominant as he usually does in years past. That line looked I great see. in the first period, but they then they kind of faded. Kind of cooled off. But it's nice yeah. to just see him getting the results now because the results weren't there and it was looking bad. So it's nice to see him get some results. Uh, this first one was really nice. That little, that little depth touch pass. by bunting for sure. Depth touch and getting it in there. Second one, you or me could have tapped that baby home. That was a nice play by Willie. Bunting so it's nice got to murdered see. in this game too. Like a- buddy, 
I, yeah, buddy, yeah, one thing's, one thing's whole life is yeah. him going to the front of the net, someone punching him, him going down like he got yeah. shot, and then looking at. Did you see that screenshot of him looking to the official? Yeah. And then he's he's and then he like and then he gets up. It's just like you're such a. Anyways, I just I one of my core values. He in got hockey, smoked on that one though. For sure, he got buried. No doubt, yeah. that was not a dive. That one was yeah. not a dive. He got absolutely buried. But like, let's not act like he doesn't dive every game. I just no, hate. I hate the diving and it get and so I hate giving him the better of the doubt because it's just over and over. It's night after night. It's like, God, doesn't that get tiring? Just flopping around all the time. Yeah, but the way that the refs have been officiating him this year, that he needs to take that one to get a call. Oh yeah, you, you know what I mean? Take, like he, oh, need, yeah. he needs yeah. to get absolutely <laughs> punished <laughs> to get a call in front because of the they net. know they really yeah. do yeah. know. Anyway, yeah. I just I, I thought that that was an important game for the bottom yeah. six, and I just thought that Malgan really popped. He had a really good one. Um, he's camp, drawn some great. criticism. Camp, from me. excellent on the penalty yeah. kill tonight. Excellent. Yeah, Camp was awesome. Long stick, stick. great yeah. reads. Like, our our king, Camp, on the penalty kill. I he's know. so good. So We really do. Like, we are the Camp fan club. Like, oh, yeah. You know I mean? We should get jersey. That's the only guy on the team I get a jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's the only guy that we're allowed to rock is David Camp. Uh, anything else from you? Uh, I'm no, done. I got this I'm one. Really, I'm really happy to be back on with you, buddy. Looking forward to tomorrow night getting on YouTube. Yeah. But, yeah, really Bye. nice. And I thought, hey, just quickly before we go, it was great to watch a fun game. It was a good game. Both teams are good. Guys are flying around. There was intensity. It kind of felt like a playoff game for moments. Not the full game, but for moments, there was some playoff yep. intensity. It's fun just to watch a good game again. Yeah. Yeah. Felt bad for those Bruins players, too, having to talk about oh, Mitchell Miller's situation God. all day today. Like a, a, a situation that they obviously didn't yeah. want. Like Nick That's Foligno real. being pretty vocal about it. That's hey, the that part guy of this, seems like, like the number one beauty in the league, eh? Felino, like, oh my dude, god, listen to that guy talk, and you're like, this guy, no, I'd run through a brick wall for this guy. No, he's, but he's what he the, said today about Miller was just like, yeah, you awesome. absolutely nailed it. Yeah, I just listen. We don't have to spend any time on this. I'll just say this: like, any, like, I understand how there are people doing the whole like when you're 14, you make mistakes no, thing, and I, and I go, no, yeah, okay, I like with that wholeheartedly. No, Monster. but. You can make mistakes at 14, but then you can also just not have the, like, you can go out and make a different living for sure. Like you're not going to jail, but you don't get the right to be in the NHL. And I just think that for this league with all the, like all the smoke that's been around the NHL for the last couple of years and all the bad press that hockey has gotten when it comes to inclusion for this league to be so brain dead and welcome a story like this and say you know what we're gonna let this guy be a part of our league i just thought it was well, a scummy it doesn't move. Even, but it doesn't even seem like it was the nhl like batman talked about it today and it's yeah, like batman's oh, like he's gotta be pissed oh he's so pissed well, I, and then don sweeney doesn't why? even talk but, to hockey but, night in canada but, tonight about it he ducks the media i just thought it was cowardly i think it's a scumbag move completely um, agree I'm yeah, glad we, I just I hate just, it. I mean, there's not many other takes to have on this. I see eye to eye with you completely. It's just well, no. I, you can have the other view. It's what the Bruins did. Like that's what yeah, the, the yes, Bruins did. Yeah. They went, hey, you know, and they gave him the maximum money that no. you can give on an entry level, which means that there is other teams them. that look, I and know. there's other teams that are looking at him. So, Ugh. yeah, just Tough sucks, one. man. It just sucks. I, like I just, I, I love this league. I love this sport, and I just seeing this be the press is just like, yeah. yuck. I just, I it was just a gross day. But I. And like, obviously the people you care about the most are the victims' families because they have to see this crap and they have to like again. go through it all over again. And like no, apo- no like, real apology. Like you see his yeah. mom talking. It's like, oh no, my God, it's got to get dug up again. Again, no, she's got to go through this. It's, it's crushing. But I, know. I did think about the players in the Bruins organization that had to be the ones that talk about it, you know? Like these guys getting ready for a game against the Leafs. They're having a killer start to their season. Coming into the number one media market in the yeah. league. 
and then all of a sudden they have to be talking about this and and somehow kind of defending the organization and, and like oh i just you uh, see I'll patrice do. bergeron he's yeah, he gets sat down with but he gets sit down with frege and you're just like immediately like that's the first thing you got to talk about on hockey night in canada you're like why in God's name did you do this to me, Don Sweeney? Do it, do it to us. Like, it's just, you're the best team in the league. Bad yeah. karma, bad karma, horrible shame karma. On you. Shame on you, Boston Bruins. Shame on you. Shame, 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 shame on Boston. Shame, shame on Boston. Uh, anyway, that was Leafs Talk. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we'll be back live tomorrow night on YouTube. And then, uh, yeah, Tuesday, same thing. Only Saturday nights where you got to just catch the podcast and you got to catch it on YouTube later. Um, thanks for listening. Subscribe, leave five stars, do all those nice things. Shoot a follow at JD Bunkus at Sammy McKee. We'll see you Sunday night. <laughs>